The following program contains topics describing graphic violence, strong sexual content, explicit language, and elements that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I don't know. There's a lady laying out here on the sidewalk. Okay. She's bleeding. Okay. Are you with the lady now? Yes, yeah, she's right here. Okay, hold on one second here. Let me write what you're saying, okay? Oh, Advertise oh. it. Okay. Okay. Stay with me. Stay with me. Okay. Okay. And so, how old is the lady? Um, I don't know. She's my neighbor. She just moved in like two days ago. She looks like she's probably in her, her uh, early 30s. Okay. And is she... Is she, help? Is she awake? Is she breathing? Yeah, she's breathing. Okay. But it looks like she's going in and out of. All right, hold okay. on now. Stay with me, babe. Stay with me. Are you okay? Come on. Stay with me. What happened? Uh, what What she say happened? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Is she completely alert? No, kind of. No. She's oh. Looking at me. She's looking at yeah, you. Okay. Yeah, we're going to get the ambulance started right now. Hold on for me. Do not hang up, okay? I won't hang up. So we're coming right in front of, correct? Okay. Don't hang up. We're going to help her, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, no problem. Together we're going to do this. Okay, and I'm going to help you do that. Where is she bleeding from? Um, I don't know. It's on her arms. Okay. Uh, Under her arm. I don't know exactly where it's coming from. Okay. Paramedics are on the way, okay? So, okay. hold on one okay. second here. Hang in there, babe. Hang in there. I don't know. I just, just <laughs> they're, on, they're coming. It's 911. Can you check if her baby's in there? She's got a four and a half year old. She lives right here. Okay, so hold she's on. Right here. Yes. Yeah. She just moved in. Okay, thanks. Is your baby home? Okay, so, okay, what we're going to do is I want you. She said her husband shot everybody. Her husband shot everybody? She said. Okay. She's right here. This is my daughter. It's the doctor. Uh, her husband shot everybody. That's what the lady's saying. Hurry up. Okay, I'll go out with her. Hold on. Okay, honey. Are you okay? You here? She's still here. Come on, it's okay. They're coming, okay? They're coming. Is the baby okay? Where did your husband go? You don't know? Did he leave? Or did he shoot himself? Hello, come on. Come on, stay with me. Where's your husband? Where's your husband? Do you know? Okay, okay. Hold on for a second. So give me the address of the where the woman lives, okay? 4350 Heaton Way. Okay, 4350. Hold on one second, okay? You're doing a great job. Hold on one okay, second, okay? I'm just afraid he's still here. Come on, are you still here? Come on, hang in there. Hang in there. They're coming. They're coming, okay? Okay. Come All on, right. They're coming. Yeah, that's the exact house. Yeah. In the quiet neighborhood of Santa Barbara Terrace in Sunnyvale, Devin Calathet and his wife, Abha, once portrayed the image of a loving and stable couple. Devin, an engineer with a calm demeanor, and Abba, a dedicated homemaker, lived a seemingly idyllic life, raising their children and creating a warm home for their family. However, a series of unsettling events unfolded over the last six weeks of their lives, culminating in a horrific incident during a housewarming in their new Santa Clara townhouse. Devin, who had recently moved back to work at Yahoo after a stint at Microsoft in Seattle, inexplicably turned violent, opening fire on his extended family, including his own children and niece. The tragic incident left a trail of devastation, with only Abha surviving, critically wounded. 
The community, shocked by the abrupt turn of events, gathered for a candlelight vigil at the Rivermark complex where the family had moved. Mourners, many of whom had never met the Calathats, expressed their grief by placing teddy bears and flowers on the steps of the townhouse. The motive behind this gruesome act remains unclear, with police citing family dynamics as the focus of their investigation. Despite the outward appearance of stability and financial security, the escalating tension within the family became apparent in the last six weeks, coinciding with Devin's purchase of two handguns. Devin was a naturalized U.S. citizen who had moved from India to Sunnyvale 15 years prior. His wife hailed from a wealthy Indian family. The victims were identified as two of Kalathat's children, one 11-year-old and the other just four years old, as well as his brother-in-law and his wife and their infant daughter. As the community grappled with the aftermath of this shocking incident, questions linger about the factors that led to such a tragic outcome within a family that on the surface appeared content. In the aftermath of the devastating incident, Abha broke her silence, recounting the tragic events of that horrifying night. Abha shared with the San Jose Mercury News that she still grapples with the incomprehensible actions of her husband. She relives that nightmare often. She recalls how her husband, Devin, inexplicably went upstairs and returned with two guns. She vividly recalls the haunting image of her husband's emotionless face, describing it as like a robot. As he unleashed a barrage of gunfire that took the lives of their two children and three other relatives before ending his own. In December of 2009, Abha was eventually reunited with Cheryl Abbott, a 40-year-old neighbor who played a crucial role that night. Cheryl not only dialed 911, but also provided comfort to Apa as she lay bleeding outside her home. Apa acknowledges without Cheryl's support, she might not have survived the ordeal. The connection between Apa and Cheryl proves to the strength that can emerge amidst the darkest of circumstances and highlights the importance of showing compassion and support in the face of unimaginable loss. Welcome to a world where darkness and mystery converge. Navigate the depths of horror and true crime and embark on a journey beyond the ordinary. Where everyday discussions, paranormal tales, and listener-submitted experiences blend into a realm of the unknown. In this dimension, prepare to explore the uncharted, confront the sinister, and question the very fabric of reality. You have crossed into a place where the unusual becomes ordinary and the terrifying is just the beginning. My name is Ralph Anthony and welcome to the Scream Queer Podcast. What is going on, Screamers? Thank you so much for listening into this week's episode. Okay, let's go. We have to acknowledge the gigantic elephant in the airwaves. I'm coming down with something, if you couldn't already tell. 
Yes, I am getting sick. I actually kind of like my voice like this. It's like deeper and more raspy. I almost didn't record. I'm going to Alaska tomorrow. So that would mean that there wouldn't be an episode for two weeks versus one. It's crazy because I've just, I've been trying to avoid, dodge, run the opposite way from whatever it is that is taking these bitches out. I went all last year without getting a cold and I'm proud of that. I might have dealt with other health issues, but corona and colds were not in my forecast for 2023. I don't know what it is. It's just whenever I get a cold or anything that has to do with sinuses and boogers, it takes me out. I'm on two Advil right now, two turmeric pills, I drank some coffee right before, so I feel okay. My body isn't like achy and I don't feel as down as, as I did earlier. We'll see if I can get through this whole episode. Anyway, it's just horrible timing. And again, I hope I don't get worse in Alaska. If you're sick, <laughs> just cover your mouth. I'm not trying to get extreme here, but it's as simple as putting your hand over your mouth or coughing and sneezing into your arm. Especially when you got that moist, that wet, that juicy clap cough. (coughs) And again, this was my mentality pre-pandemic. It's just common sense. Just it's just having manners. So anywho, let's try and get through this together. This week I'm doing a Q&A episode along with some of your submitted experiences and I absolutely love when y'all recommend cases or topics to cover. I just want to thank those of you who submitted over these last few weeks. Again, if you want to keep this show going with interesting and authentic content, please submit to screamkercast at gmail.com or if you follow me on Instagram, Be on the lookout for those question request stories or just send me a DM. All entries are anonymous. You guys truly, 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 truly keep this podcast going with your submissions. Otherwise, I'd just be sitting here talking about myself. Every time you start talking, I think to myself, who the fuck does this girl think she is? You are so fucking boring. Lastly, if you want a chance to get on the podcast to discuss spooky topics, hot topics, horror films, or true crime, send me your pitch through the podcast email and or the podcast socials. Before we do that, I have to acknowledge that there is some form of a light at the end of the tunnel because the queen herself has spoken. Nev Campbell was approached on January 13th at a BAFTA tea party event in Beverly Hills, where she revealed she isn't totally opposed to returning to the very, very wounded, very bloody Scream franchise. While speaking to media outlet IndieWire, Nev acknowledged and said the following, It's sad to me that they're struggling at the moment. I would imagine that the people at the top are spinning a little bit, trying to make the right decision. I think I would imagine people want to do the right thing. I would hope. I love this franchise. I love it for Wes. I love it for all the people who've been involved and even the newer cast. I would hope it doesn't fall apart. We heard it from the horse's mouth herself. Nev said she'd be open to it given the right circumstances. Like, what does that mean? She continues... I made a statement several years ago, and it was the reason that I didn't do the film at the time. 
And I really just felt the need to stand up and say that I don't believe I would have been treated that way had I been a man carrying a franchise for 25 years. And that still stands. So if they were to choose to come back to me, that would continue to be my takeaway. We'll see. I would not be surprised to get a call with an offer to return to the franchise. Under the right circumstances. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I think the only right circumstance would be for Spyglass to sell the franchise. They should have just allowed Melissa the freedom to speak on and share whatever it is she wanted. You know, can I can I just be real here? This 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 whole situation, not even with just Scream and Melissa, us fighting amongst each other here isn't helping anything. And I'm trying not to say the wrong thing because people are really aggressive right now. And seeing the behavior of some of these, I'm going to call them what they are, bullies. These bullies attacking people online. It has been so off-putting to read the comments on like other people's posts or these stories calling out other people. I'm just like, this is not how we go about things. But if you're out here like actually spreading factual information to simply inform people to take action and sign petitions and actually doing things to get the attention of those in charge that can make a difference, then I applaud you. We need resources and people like that out here. We need more of that, not keyboard warriors. Anywho, kudos to Nev Campbell. We love her here at Scream Girl Podcast. Submit your questions and scary or paranormal experiences to screamqueercast at gmail.com or you can submit by direct message on Instagram at screamqueerpodcast. All submissions remain anonymous. What's up, Ralph? I love how you've covered topics dealing with gay dating apps like Grindr. This might not be as good as you'd want, but I'm going to just shoot. I met up with this guy for a hookup. We hooked up. It was mediocre, but I decided to hook up with this individual more than once. My bad. Lucky for me, I was smart enough to go to him, which now I'm glad he doesn't know where I live. I ended up moving on from this guy, but the guy hadn't moved on from me. He reached out daily. Then I had to break the news to him. He didn't take it well and admitted to developing feelings. I apologized and ended up blocking him. The bizarre thing is that after this, he began to hang out with and hook up with three of my other friends. Even on one occasion, one of my friends brought him along to an event I was hosting. It was so awkward. I could tell he was bothered and he didn't even acknowledge me. That is, until the end of the night. Because once the night ended, he made a huge scene and ended up leaving abruptly. He found me on social media through a different profile and wrote me an entire novel, basically stating his feelings for me as well as his hate for me. He told me to watch my back because in his words, poisonous people like you are what need to be cleansed out of this scene. It never worked out with any of my friends for him. He was just too clingy and even became possessive with one. Anyway, that's my experience. I think I'm done with dating slash hookup apps. 
thank you for sharing this first and foremost. Um, my friend, and we're, we're friends, right? Stop leading these guys on. You even said you shouldn't have kept hooking up with him. This man obviously had attachment issues or some form of an infatuation with you. I mean, I'm glad things kind of played out the way they did. Maybe it kind of like taught you a lesson on what not to do going further. As for that message though, just just be safe out there. People are so creepy. I wish you well regardless because some of my friends have told me horror stories about dating apps. Not, not to this level, but just how draining and unproductive it can be. And it's gotten to the point where they just end up deleting the apps altogether and just do things the quote unquote old school way. But if any of you out there listening use a dating slash hookup app, how would you have dealt with this situation? If I were to be in that situation, I probably would have went to the authorities immediately. I'm a tattletale. What is your dating age range? Um, well, uh, I've always said that age doesn't define a person unless their brain hasn't fully developed or is de-developed. Is that even a word? <laughs> no, but I would say late 20s to about mm, mid-50s for me, at least right now. Then as the years go on, the numbers obviously are going to rise, obviously. Uh, look, I'm, I'm not Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> I'm not Anna Nicole Smith. Well, just show me the numbers and then we'll talk. Gold digging assholes. Keep digging for gold, bitches. What would you recommend for a first horror film to show a date for future reference? I recently brought a date back to my place to watch a movie. I was hoping to be intimate, but they were so turned off that after they just wanted to go home. Things didn't end up working out after either because I said they were being dramatic. I'm not joking. By the way, the film was Midsummer. <laughs> is Midsummer even considered horror? Or is it just a film that delivers shock value? I don't know. With this one, I, I had to reach out to a couple friends. Shout out Clark Makes Art and Aaron the Bland. Because I didn't know how to... I don't know like what to like what genre Midsummer is because it's so it's like it's honestly a really beautiful film like the lighting and it has a lot of amazing scenery the greenery and when they're on shrooms it's it's so beautiful but the 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 yang to that yin uh it's this dark bloody movie where people jump off cliffs and burn people inside of skinned bear suits and it, it's just an insane movie. Regardless, I, I mean, we all know that when you want to start someone off with horror, you got to keep it basic, my friend. Keep things basic. Stick with the icons. I call them the big five. And that's Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Child's Play, Halloween, and of course, Scream. Basic, fun, mildly scary. Then start to work your way up the ladder. Maybe some paranormal horror, black comedies, evil dead films, maybe a couple indie horror flicks, 
terrifier films then work your way up to the elevated horror genre uh, what does that mean elevated horror you definitely don't want to make your date sick there's something about movies like hereditary or midsummer that they don't just scare you they really get into your head they fuck with you you know i would agree that your date was being a little dramatic but also maybe you shouldn't have voiced that maybe you should have kept that to yourself but all of though I hope you're killing it out there. What is making Ralph Anthony cringe at the moment? My medicine could not have worn off at a better question. <laughs> I would have to say my episodes from last year. I always talk about my first season being bad, which it was, but some of season two, it just got a little too emotional, honestly, because to be transparent here i heard some pretty cringy things i was saying that no longer align with who i am right now and that's okay it's it's okay to to grow it's okay to change your your viewpoints your thoughts truly and the way i see it if you can't acknowledge that you were or are in a victim mindset then are you really growing because i can say 100 percent that i was in a victim mindset this time last year and it came through in my in my work and that's why i i cringe now i almost want to take those down but i can't keep taking down things that I don't like anymore you know I just have to leave it up there and some of you can like see the evolution from then to now but I don't know I just I think it's always a mindset it took me changing what I was consuming as far as reading and media and television and all of that shit that we consume daily to flip that switch in my brain let's move on as I'm continuing down this list, I'm starting to see some not-so-good submissions. Uh, not all of them are quote-unquote trolls, but I asked for submissions and I should answer all. I'd be a coward if I avoided them, right? Nothing makes me scared. Do you see my hands? Do they look like they're shaking to you? Okay, this is a good one. Y'all ready? You need to work on your pronunciation. I do. I really, really do. Especially when I'm writing out my true crime essays. I even Google words to see the pronunciation, but it's genuinely hard. Some of these words and names are genuinely hard. Like some of the names for this episode's 911 call, I was struggling. I had to cut, re-record, edit, paste together. Like I, yeah, I... I just, I'm horrible with, with names and certain words that I've never seen. But again, that's why I love podcasting because it has really helped me grow with my vocabulary and, and grammar. And I've used words that I have never used before. And I don't know, I just, I feel like I can have a conversation easier with, with someone now than before I started and I used to work as a training store manager and I used to have to run meetings and stuff but oh god like just looking back to that now like the way I would speak it was so unprofessional 
it's also my stutter i don't know it's it's been hard but i am working on it so thank you for pointing that out <laughs> oh god now i'm gonna overthink everything and i'm gonna start stumbling and stuttering more but again thank you for noticing that i need to work on that because i am this next one says hi anthony my boyfriends and i love your podcast especially being more open and honest on everything would you want to make it bigger and be famous eventually they said boyfriends <laughs> work unless that was a typo um to answer your question no i wouldn't i don't think i would do well with fame i'd like the podcast to go farther than it has but I think developing a somewhat larger community. But to answer your question, I am not seeking fame. I'm seeking to be someone who can inspire people to think for themselves and educate one another without being a bully. I mean, a couple brand deals and ambassadorships here and there wouldn't be a bad thing along the way. But <laughs> I have a background in sales and persuading people. I'm just saying, if you're listening. This next question, I was kind of gagged when this one came through. Oh, Lord. Again. A fucking again. This one reads, why do you feel your opinion is relevant? So uh, this along with pretty much other question similar to this with the same vibe uh, was sent through the Google Docs link. Check the link tree for that link. Anyway, it's completely anonymous, meaning that I won't even know who you are versus you sending in your submissions through Instagram DMs or on those stories that I ask for your questions or even screamcurcast at gmail.com. I just choose to keep those anonymous for your safety. But these ones coming in through Google are more ballsy, which I appreciate because, again, it's sparking conversation. But to answer your question... <laughs> Oh, gosh. I I don't know the tone of this or if you're genuinely curious. But, I mean, one, it's my podcast. It's my show, so my rules. I ask for listener questions and stories to add this sort of interactive element as well as add more meaningful discussion to the show to give my opinion so that someone can either challenge it or agree with it. Two, everyone is just so extreme right now. And I mean, you have the crazy conservative people posting and sharing this type of content that would be thriving in the 1930s. Then you have the super extreme cancel happy people posting progressive content that's giving cults. And I think we need more content that takes ideas from both sides and different opinions. And I do think I have a different opinion than most people who are in my community. Doesn't mean I hate them. It, it just means we can all have different opinions but still get along. I just, I think it leaves room for a conversation when you have different opinions. Like I wouldn't want to hang out with people who are like-minded because it would get boring. Why would you want to just listen to one side? And in all honesty, some of these hot topics I've shared, I don't agree with completely or to an extent, but I keep it neutral. I listen to both sides. It's Scream Crew Podcast with Ralph Anthony. And my show description is true crime, horror, paranormal experiences, and unpopular opinions. Thank you for that question, love bug. 
gosh, I sound like Chucky from Rugrats. You know how he always sounded congested as fuck? <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm probably going to wrap up in a little bit because uh, my medicine's wearing off. Okay, this next one is... Oh, are you ready for this one? Gypsy Rose is not a victim. I am a believer in choices, and regardless of circumstances, she had a choice. She made a choice, and it should be her living life behind bars with her accomplice. Yes, he did it, but the scariest fact is that she was the mastermind. Now she's free and being treated as a celebrity, influencer, whatever you want to call it. A victim. So I can arrange to have someone from my family murdered because I was a victim to some traumatic occurrence as a child? Absolutely not. She would have been a victim had she not plotted to kill her mother. What she experienced, I can't even imagine. But again, murder and ruining someone else's life with mental illness should never be the answer. Please try not to glamorize these cases. I don't think I really glamorized the Gypsy Rose saga. I definitely gave my input and made it clear that her finding fame had made me uncomfortable. There's even been other people coming out and expressing how they've just become fatigued with Gypsy Rose and everything pertaining to her. And they also have mentioned that they think something big is coming with her, but I don't know what that means. Like maybe another murder. I don't know. That's again, extreme, but to touch on more, I do agree that everyone does have a choice. I mean, if she was out here sharing with her neighbor that she was doing BDSM stuff behind her mom's back with this guy, then I believe that maybe she did know better and could have spoke to a doctor or to a neighbor you know, if she's want, if she wants to share these big girl sex stories, why doesn't she share what's going on with her mom? Her mother was a monster. There's no denying that, okay? But I think things should have played out with her living her life now, out of prison, in private, versus in this whole spotlight influencer thing she has going on. And we definitely don't need insight into her sex life. I had actually asked for your guys' input on the Gypsy Rose episode I did, with this submission being one of them, and I've got some others here. Let's see. Um, Gypsy Rose does not deserve the celebrity status. It's weird to me. Did I follow her on Instagram? Yeah, but it's like that felon from SF with a strong-ass jawline from several years back, where everyone thought he was a fine-ass mofo. It's weird. <laughs> oh my god uh what was his name again uh did he get like a modeling career and everything after that too oh my god uh what was his name i need to know his name uh one second here so who is the inmate who got a modeling career Jeremy Meeks. Oh my gosh. I remember this guy. It says here he was convicted for two years for felony possession. And he started modeling for Philip Plain and other high-end brands in 2017. Even attending New York Fashion Week. That is so crazy. Okay, back to Gypsy. So... 
someone someone else sent in their thoughts here by simply sending in ridiculous. Uh, from the opposite side of the spectrum, someone else sent in, yes, it's unfortunate, but I'm happy she's able to live her life finally. Imagine being a prisoner to your parent, then going to prison after. I feel so bad for her. Okay, but she went to prison because she had her mom killed. Had she said something about what was going on, she would have started her life eight years ago. I don't know. I'm fatigued. I'm over this Gypsy Rose saga. Have you ever been uncomfortable during a collaboration, whether on your podcast or a guest spot you've done? No, not uncomfortable. I'm naturally an awkward individual in new settings around new people. I'm a person of structure and person of guidance. So if I don't know what we're talking about or don't have some sort of outline, not a script, like like bullet points, then I'm going to go off into a million other topics. I'm sorry. You can tell when I'm uncomfortable too. I get so quiet. There's actually a collab I did back in August. Back in August. And it was supposed to be about my life and a deeper look inside. And I choked because some of the questions I was asked, I was just, I didn't know how to go about them. It was one of my first times collabing too on another podcast and I ended up asking once it was all done and a few days had passed, I ended up asking to leave some stuff out. I mean, they agreed, but then after that, I never heard back from them. (laughs) I was ghosted. I just, I don't know. I just don't like talking about my dating life or sharing all that because any platform I feel, large or small, people always seem to take ownership of that, you know? And no one should be shamed for not wanting to disclose that information because then you become that. You become your dating life. And that's all people want to talk about with you. And in my opinion, that takes away from your work and what you're trying to put out and the message you're trying to send. Nobody needs to know if I'm attending these eight guy gang. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to rate and review on Spotify and Apple Podcast. I always strive for fives. Please follow Scream Career Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and now YouTube. I love connecting with everyone. Maybe share the podcast with a friend, your uncle, your side piece. I love you for listening, and I'll scare you all on the next episode. Bye.